So were yeah. we going to do an introduction to this? So uh, like I've listened to a few podcasts and I like where uh, they introduce themselves at the start, just something and what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that makes sense. After yeah. you, sir. So uh, welcome to uh, Short Conversations About Something. And I'm JC uh, Cashman, aka uh, Warrior of Light. And I'm Asmirali. I don't have an AKA as of yet, but uh, if you don't know us, we're friends, long-time martial artists, uh, and, well, I don't even know what the next add-on will be to that just yet, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that, that's quite a good one. We'll have to think on that, won't we? Uh, exactly. <laughs> best man and all of that, probably on it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. The, we, we thought we'd do a short conversations about something, and uh, I don't really like many people if I'm honest I don't mean that uh, in a way to offend people I suppose if you're offended by what I just said then you're probably not the person that wants to listen to this uh, but if you get what I just said then you're probably very much the person that wants to listen to this and I think you're pretty much the same aren't you as yeah we yeah I, we operate in small circles basically and uh I don't think it's through wanting to not like people. It's just, it's just a lot. We're, and again, it's not trying to sound like you're a better person than everyone else or anything like that. It's just people just drive you mad. Just the majority of people drive you a bit crazy. I think it's just a bit of an understanding, isn't it, that you have with yourself that it's, yeah, again, uh, uh, I think a lot of what we talk about isn't right or wrong, good or bad. It's just mm. an understanding, isn't it? And then yeah. maybe... Some people uh, understand what we're talking about. Maybe they would want to get involved, chat to us and everything else. So we can just, well, this uh, whole thing, just put it out there, can't we? So how, yeah, how's, yeah. how's your week been? How's things been? It's all right. We're on, what, week four of UK quarantine? Is that what it is? What yeah, it we're, like. yeah. this Sunday will be uh, the full four weeks. Uh, Monday yeah, will so be starting to fit. Depending on where you're listening to this in the world or, you know, whatever your country's doing, you might be at a different stage of the, we're currently in the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, so in the UK, our businesses and all of that have been closed. Only essential services are running and all the rest of it. So uh, we were basically at home all day, every day, pretty much. And um, yeah, I, I, you're very much in the flow of it by this stage. We had a real yesterday, I don't know how you were, but yesterday was a bad day. Yesterday, across the board, everyone I spoke to, everyone I interacted with seemed to have had a bad day of it. And then today it seems much better. I don't know if it was just something going around or if I just it was just coincidence. But yeah, that people were struggling yesterday, myself included. Today, I, not so much. Yeah, I think as a, a collective, because we run a, you know, the martial art communities and we're obviously in touch with uh, people that we know well from that side of things, I would agree. I, I think possibly we're at a bad stage. I think four weeks in, it's very, very real. And mm. uh, I think we're past the panic stage uh we're past uh maybe even a little bit of a worry stage because i think a lot of people you know they're in a position now where they're furloughed or you know it, it's they're not going to starve let's say i think they've worked that out uh there's obviously going to be a bit more worry about the future and that but i think a lot of people are fearful at the moment uh fearful of what's going to come it's not so much a worry it's a yeah a fear of what's going to come uh, i myself uh i didn't if putting it in good and bad context uh i didn't have a good day uh, over the weekend and uh, mm. i've been really conscious of it 
Uh, I'm very conscious of, I feel, uh, that we all have uh, the ability to control how we feel. Uh, and I don't like not feeling good. I'm a bit addicted to just being feeling good, not walking around like uh, a fairy, like skipping through uh, the roses all the time, but as in, uh, I know what makes me tick and I have a really good routine to feel. I suppose balanced is a better word rather than good or bad, uh, because I know bad is required to make you feel good. Uh, but I, the weekend especially, I just didn't feel balanced. I had a good Friday, but the weekend I was like fighting it. And then Monday wasn't good. It was tough getting up and everything else. Uh, but then uh, Tuesday night, I did uh, some training uh, remotely, obviously, with uh, the, the team, uh, our alpha team, and with Cece and uh, at our dojo because we're you know, doing essential work and that there. And uh, it's, it's like a, a switch is flipped. And you instantly get back to, right, this is how I want to feel. Uh, dipped out a bit uh, yesterday, dipped back in a bit, uh, dipped out a bit. And like I spoke to someone today and uh, about our online stuff for the dojo and everything, like uh, the, the members area that we've created. And it feels like I've got some purpose back again and some identity back. I felt I was very much, yeah, out of balance. And I think a lot of the things that... Uh, I get a lot of pleasure from that I know that I get up and I grind away and work at, I couldn't be doing. And uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know if you can relate to that at all. Oh, big time. The, so my, my regular weekday morning routine at the minute is I get up at around 8am and I make a coffee and the, thankfully the weather's been great. That's been something I've been saying that if this was happening in the middle of winter, I think this would actually be even worse than what it is now because you can at least go sit in your front garden or in your garden. You can get a little bit of sunshine if nothing else. So every morning I get up, I make a coffee, I sit outside and I drink it and I'm not in the best of moods and I'm, I can't help but sit and just reflect on the whole situation and how I'd like things to be different and all of that stuff, you kind of get into your feelings. And then at 10 a.m., we do our morning class, and I always work out whilst teaching that class. And after that, it's like you said, the switch flicks. And it's something about moving your body uh, and the way it's attached to your mind. It's, a, it's such a big thing, for sure. Uh, it really just instantly changed my outlook on stuff. And that's been happening on like a daily basis. And now I just know that's the system. I just have to get to that morning workout get my body moving and then I'm good for the rest of the day. Yeah, I, make, I made a list quite a while ago, actually, of all the things that I feel I have to do or uh, aim to do in a day, in a week, in a month to sort of tick the box off. The, it keeps you on the righteous path uh, rather mm. than the downward downward spiral and uh like I, I have a routine every day and it's funny when you're not feeling great you looking back you don't notice it at the time but looking back you miss those routines like for instance of an evening i always have a green tea every evening i always sit down with my green tea and have a green tea and uh it it's a way to contemplate the day i might be watching telly or whatever but i have the green tea and it's like just a check-in and then when i look back at the weekend it was like well i didn't have the green tea and it wasn't a right. conscious thought not to have it, just didn't have it. And it's just one, yeah. of, those, one of those things. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, I, I know we spoke before about this, where you said to put some bullet points. I, I came with three things I thought uh, would be good to uh, chat about. Uh, I wanted to get your, your input 
uh, on as well. Uh, so one of them was was that how we've been feeling. I wanted to share what, what I'm feeling. I feel like already better. This is like soul food, isn't it? I find always talking, uh, you get like, yeah, a hit of soul food. It makes you feel better for it. Uh, the other thing, what, what was it I was going to uh, say? Uh, I'm pretty convinced that this moment, uh, I think we've got a lot uh, to wait and see, but I'm pretty convinced at this moment that it's quite black and white uh, that things are going to be different when we come out of this. I know some countries are going to come out of it sooner, even Japan or China rather than that have, but I think the world is people, whether it's the economy, uh, people's interaction with each other, uh, work, whatever it is, I think we're going to look back in six months' time, in a year's time, and say uh, things are different now because of that situation. And it not be six months or a year's time and everyone be like, oh, that all blew over like the millennium bug or something like that. I, I think this will be uh, a shift. I think it's black and white that clear it will be. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to define what the shift will be or what it will consist of. But I agree with you that this is a, a pivotal moment of history, similar to like coming out of a world war. You it's know, the, the only thing was, to relate to. The world to. was yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. That is the only thing I guess in, that we could even get close to saying in a memory uh, of it being related to. But apparently, I don't know if you knew about this, apparently this happens once every hundred years. So I've heard of something like this. Ago, yeah, so in, in whatever it is now, 1920, there was a very similar plague or whatever you want to call it that it went the around the world. Spanish flu, wasn't it? Was that what it was? Uh, my history is terrible. But, the date isn't far off. But a hundred years before that, it's exactly the same. There's something like this that's come around every hundred years, and it's like a cycle in the world uh, of this kind of thing happening. And it does. It significantly changes people's attitude to relationships to their work and yeah you can feel it within yourself that there's already a shift uh in in just the way you're going to be when you come out the other side regardless of what the the masses is going to be like i know i'm going to be different on the other end of this yeah and on, on that side of it i've been thinking that uh as black and white as it's going to be different uh i'm thinking that uh, the, it's going to be there's going to be no gray area it's going to either make or break people because i don't mm. think you can come out of this in the gray i don't think you can come out in the middle and say i'm going to be like i was before uh you're not going to just fall back into that normality i i think it's either going to make or it's going to break i think there's going to be a lot of people that are you know, you don't like to say it, but like mentally, uh, emotionally and everything traumatized by this. Uh, and I think there will be equally people that will come out from this stronger because of it, because of the opportunity that you've been, you've been given by. I, I've seen that myself with death. Uh, so uh, I thought I'd live through most things. I've had children, I've seen people die in all main uh, manner of things and everything else. Uh, I, I thought I'd seen and lived a little. Uh, I think this will be uh, a similar thing like to people dealing with grief that it makes or breaks people people either be like right uh it was a wake-up call and i you know i i've had perspective on things or you can see people are never the same ever again because of the grief they take yeah well it is a form of grief like there's what is that thing the five stages of grief that mm. everyone goes through and it, you can really see it with this because everyone started with denial and feeling like this wasn't really going to happen. It was just going to blow over. And then, like you said, everyone got scared. 
and everyone started to panic. And now we're in that kind of acceptance stage where this is happening, whether you like it or not. And it really is just going to be a case of how you proceed and deal with it. Because you can, I guess, you can kind of just sit back, let the world pass you by, and this will all eventually blow over to a certain extent, depending on what your job situation is and your money situation. I guess some people can just sit back at home, wait for this all to pass and then carry on with their lives. But for a lot of people, and you know, we can speak from this from our industry, for us, it's a real pivotal moment because it's kind of make or break. You either do something to keep your head above the water or you don't and you just kind of accept your fate. You kind of accept defeat on it almost. So, you know, for us guys, and I'm sure it's the same for hundreds and thousands of other people, you, you're forced into a situation where you have to make a choice. Of, are you going to do something or are you just going to roll over and die? Maybe not mm. literally die, but... Yeah, it's that quite extreme, isn't it? But yeah, well, yeah. I suppose that's what is happening for some people, though, isn't it? It's that, that severe. Is that real? Uh, I know I spoke to someone on a message actually the other day and they were like, oh, it's good to see you guys are uh, real off the mat when life gets real in a sense that they were making the point that they've got quite a few people around them who think they're this and that, but are basically blaming what's happening right now for all the problems that they've got. Uh, when he said it's nothing to do with that. It's just an excuse to use COVID to not, you know, go to work or do work, whatever it is that they're meant to be doing. Well, the times like this is when you see what people are really made of really, isn't it? Like it's, it's when, when your back's up against the wall and when it is scary and when you're, you know, you're put into a corner, that's when you show who you really are and you can't hide that and you can't, you can't put on an act with it. It's going to come out. So that, that's just, yeah, like you're going to see that with people. But people say it to us. I'm sure you've received messages where, and it's not to you know, blow our own trumpet or anything, but people say, oh, it's amazing what you're doing, online resources and all the rest of it. It's great to see that you're not just giving up. It's like giving up. That's yeah. not what we do. We don't. That's what's not. That? It was never going to be an option. Yeah. What's that? So like, it's, we appreciate it, but this was never going to be any other way. If, if this is going to happen, then we were going to do something. No one was going to sit back, you know, from our little group of people anyway, uh, and do nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I thought was so it was the three what was the uh, oh, okay uh, my I think you knew uh, as my dad had uh, his fair share of uh, of uh, what's the right word I'm looking for he he looked into conspiracy theories and that kind of thing he wasn't like a nut uh, he didn't you know it, it's not uh, Stranger Things he lived in a bunker and everything else. Uh, but he did like his, I think he entertained himself is a good way of putting it with conspiracy theories, let's say. Uh, what, what is your, I've got a couple of people that uh, are uh, adamant that it's a conspiracy theory uh, in some capacity <laughs> of it. I'm sitting very much on the fence. I'm not saying that, yes, 100% it's all uh, the Illuminati and everything else. Uh, this will probably flag up on their radar now, won't it? Uh, and yeah. everything else. Uh, but then likewise, I'm not turning around and saying, oh, no, there's no one behind this. And it's just, you know, and everything else. Well, what's your, your take on, uh, on the conspiracy of it all? Yeah, I, I've never been one for conspiracy theories in general, personally. Like things like Flat Earth and all the rest of it. I just, but I've, I, I went through school doing science. So I did like chemistry, physics and biology. So it, I've kind of come from that mindset. And I also, I, I came from an original 
kind of light religious background. And then that switched to being where I kind of discovered in myself that I just didn't buy into any of that. And then I became very much an atheist of which I am now. So for me, anything that sounds a little bit where you can't show me evidence, I just, I kind of brush it off pretty much instantly. So although I'll, I'll listen to someone if they've got a conspiracy theory, unless you can show me categorical evidence of what you're saying, I very quickly dismiss it. And I don't know if that's a right or a wrong thing to do. Like you said, for a lot of people, it's, it's almost like a hobby because uh, it's an entertaining, it's like a thought experiment, isn't it? Of, yeah. This can't just be black and white what it is. There's got to be other ways you can look at it. And that way I can see where it could be interesting or fun. But I've never, I've never bought into it. What, what is one of these conspiracy theories? Uh, well, I, I haven't actually uh, entered that. Well, basically, I don't know how people are saying they're bored right now. Like, I know I've got three <laughs> girls of uh, different uh, age uh, demographics, and I, you know, I've got all, all my bonsai trees and everything else I, I do. But I'm, I'm no sure of uh, being, being busy at the moment. And some of that is being busy just spending time with the girls because if i didn't it wouldn't be fair on them so it's not like i'm uh i'm making something creating something all the time but it's like right now the attention needs to be on them so i'm making sure i'm there for them and for lauren uh, and also you know, i'm getting to sleep in a little bit more a bit things like that which is nice uh so i haven't but i haven't really explored any of them. but like for instance one is it was uh in the intentional virus that was intentionally let out to intentionally colder population uh so, something like that is uh, uh i have come across yeah my thing with stuff like that because the the other side of this whole coin the frustration for a lot of people is uh, and you know for myself i can put myself in this a little bit although i understand why we need the lockdown and the quarantine and all the rest of it it's very frustrating as people in small business and all the rest that you want to kind of get on with what you what you're working towards you want to get back to work so when they introduce something like this and it's so damaging to the economy and it's so damaging to businesses it's hard for me to believe because if you wanted to just cull the population surely these people would just let everyone carry on going about their day and let them drop dead the fact that we're having to respond to it so strongly that makes me think it can't be but you see what i mean i go straight yeah. to logic my, my yeah. brain just doesn't uh, it can't even begin to entertain it i just i switch straight to my logical mind what about it being Mother Nature, not a conspiracy theory or maybe a conspiracy theory that Mother Nature is doing it? Well, that I believe in, like the whole it happening every hundred years. Uh, and I, I've got a very unpopular opinion about things like cancer, where I think there's a certain extent we can go to it with medicine and adjusting our diets, looking after the planet. But a certain extent of people getting sick and dying is just nature doing what nature does and sometimes as with everything like take the stock market there's going to be peaks and valleys so sometimes we're going to be in points where loads of people are being born and there's loads of people around and then sometimes we're going to be in a stage of, of death and it's natural and it's kind of meant to happen and I get that we've got to curve the, the thing and make sure that the NHS doesn't get overrun we don't want people to die unnecessarily you don't want people dying of something else because they're not getting the treatment because this is over on the hospitals. But to sit here and pretend that the A death isn't a natural part of this world. And you, we, as much as we like to think we're in control, we're not in control. And this goes to show, you know, we, we think we living a world that we control, 
but this little virus has come around and flipped the whole world upside down. Mm, yeah, very much so. I'm, uh, I've just uh, started watching uh, Chernobyl. Uh, have you heard about it, the series? Have you seen I heard it? Heard about? It? I haven't watched. So no. you know, it, it's the the be well. It's the only. There's only two uh, natural disasters, nuclear natural disasters, as uh, that mark on number seven rating of like nuclear disaster. Uh, seven being highest that that it could right. ever be. And uh, there's this one and one in uh, Japan. Japan was placed uh, happened because of the earthquake. But Chernobyl, it happened. Uh, basically, they were testing a reactor uh, to see how it would cope if a situation occurred because they thought there was a flaw on it. And then someone messed up the test, basically. And uh, they, they blew this uh, reactor. That's, you know, not giving anything away if anyone's going to watch it because that's it's like saying uh, you're going to watch the Titanic and going, oh, the boat sinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, there's this bit, in it. I'm only two episodes in, so I couldn't spoil it. Uh, but uh, there's this bit. Uh, on the second episode where uh, they've just worked out, which again is history, uh, that the reactor's gonna have secondary explosion. Basically, if this happens, uh, the uh, entire population of, I think it's Ukraine, and uh, basically all of what we now know as Russia uh, has to be evacuated. So they're talking about an immediate area of 60 million people being uh, immediately evacuated. And that area not being inhabitable for at least 100 years. Uh, let alone the initial kill kill zone that it would uh, initially do by this explosion going off. So this is the secondary issue that they've got. So they've started solving it, and uh, they've <clears throat> they've got a couple of experts in, and uh, they've turned around and said the only way we can solve this situation basically is this lava that's created by them dropping the sand on the blah 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 short story, uh, and uh, it's going to hit these water tanks and cause this secondary you know massive expl nuclear explosion. And uh, they said the only way we can solve this is by opening the water tanks. But the only way you can open the water tanks is to go in there and open them by hand. And what it means is basically, yeah, it's a suicide mission. So he said we need three people, three of the engineers that know the plant well enough to walk down there and open the tank and uh, drain the water out. But it's a one-way mission. Like even if they come out, they're 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 dead. You know, it's uh, end of end of story. Uh, and they're in the room with the, uh, is it, does Russia have a president? It is a president, Putin, wasn't it? Uh, and he's, uh, he's like, uh, uh, he's like, so what do you need from me? He's like, we need your permission to send three people to, you know, to their death. And he's like, in order to have victory, you have to have loss. And uh, yeah, it's all dramatizing that. But then they go to this scene and uh, it's, it's wicked. I think it's got the highest internet movie database rating of all time. It's like higher than Shawshank Redemption. It's like, oh, wow. yeah, it, it's wicked. I'm going to watch the third episode straight after this, actually. And uh, they're in this room and they've got uh, maybe 20 of the engineers. Uh, and there's this main Russian guy who's like one of the main bods. And there's this scientist that's explaining what needs to happen. And then one of the worker bees, he puts his arm up and he's like, okay, so you're, you're trying to bribe us with 500 rubies to basically go to our death. They exactly know what's going on. And he's and like the scientist guy, he's, you can see he's a bit nervous because he's sort of been, he hasn't come out and just said that. He said, look, we need someone to go down there that knows what's, we need volunteers. We're going to give you 600 ruby. He's kind of sugarcoated it. 
And then the main Russian dude, he just like stands up. And initially he was like, there's nothing wrong, everything else. And now he's understanding the gravity of the situation. And he turns to them all and he says, guys, uh, this has nothing to do with rubies or that. He said, if this isn't done, uh, then millions upon millions of people are going to die. This isn't a case of how we're going to make you do it. This is a case of it needs to be done. And he says, I've come to peace with the situation. And like the scene before, the scientist turns to him and says, like, we've now got five years to live because they're in the fallout zone. He said, this is, you know, we're going to be dead in five years time. Uh, and he said, he's turning, he said, I've come to peace with the situation. He's like, you guys need to come to peace with the situation. And someone needs to stand up and get it done. And then these three guys stand up and uh, it finishes with them going into, you know, that, that's the next part of the story. Uh, but yeah, mm. backtrack to what we were talking about. It's like, it's an, I just thought of the Russian when you said it. It's an inevitability. You know, we are going to die. It's like, get to grips with it kind of, kind of thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, that's the ultimate fear, isn't it? And it's the we, we talk about how this is hard because it's an unknown amount of time and we don't know how many people are going to die. We don't really know anything about it other than we're in the midst of it right now. And it's, it, in, it's kind of comparable to death in that sense that we all know it's coming. We don't know when. We don't know how long we got. We don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know what it's going to be like afterwards, but we know it's coming. So it's, yeah, you know, there's, there's no greater fear, I guess, than the unknown. So the biggest struggle with this whole COVID thing and everything else is you just don't know. You don't know when you're going back to work. We don't know how many friends and family are going to die, how the hospitals are going to cope, what the president's going to do, what the prime minister's going to do. Well, like you said, we don't know what the world's going to look like post-COVID-19. And you can draw a lot of parallels to life and death because I guess it makes you look at it forces mm. you to look at it yeah i think they're scaring a lot of people right now is uh, mm. they, they're forced to look at things that maybe everyday life uh, they they you know uh, get drunk or uh, play games or not, not saying that they're bad things because i do all of that i did that at the weekend but uh, it's a lot of people i think are numbing themselves to the reality of what what is in front of them, life life itself and it's not until they get to that uh, deathbed or you know if they're fortunate enough to in uh, not just taking uh, like, like a flick of a switch uh, and they, it's like oh shit you know coulda shoulda woulda did it, uh, done it yeah I mean that's that's exactly what it is but and apparently all of that stuff has gone up so things like drinking I'm sure uh, drug use all of this because people are numbing themselves they just don't want to face the reality of it. Oh, well, I went to Sainsbury's uh, like two weeks ago now it was. It was my first trip to, to Sainsbury's because we, uh, we didn't hoard or anything, but we, uh, we, we weren't going crazy needing to hoard and that. So we, were, we went to Sainsbury's for, for our shop and uh, I, I walked in there and like all the veg was fully stocked. Everything was fully stocked. It was like, oh, it's quite civilised. Everyone's keeping their distance. Turned down the alcohol aisle and there was literally two bottles of wine left. Barren. Yeah. It was, it was like, okay, right. So everyone's taken their toilet paper. Everyone's done uh, all their tins and that. Now everyone's getting pissed. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's really hard to not 
sound or be judgmental about it because you don't want to pretend like you know it all or you're you know because what we what I always try to remind myself is that I'm very lucky and we're very fortunate to have the lives that we have and to be the people that we are and be around the people that we are that we don't feel the need to go down that route and it's it's very easy isn't it to fall in the trap of of uh of just judgment with it but for a lot of people i guess there's just they don't know anything else they don't know any other way and when life does get hard that's just the that's just the go-to it was for their dad it was for their you know previous family they don't know anything else other than okay life's hard bury your head in the sand whatever that looks like uh, and just hope for it all to to end one day i think it is judgment uh, I think it is judgment, though, because it's, no, judg- no, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. judgment of yourself. It's not judgment of others. Uh, no. what, what you said, it's not like, oh, I'm judging them getting the toilet paper or whatever. Yeah, I think it's judgment of yourself. You're, you're judging yourself in your own actions. I'm choosing not to join that circus parade of uh, running and uh, just uh, hoarding everything that no, little granny can't then get opposed to just going and do it because everyone else is doing it or that's what you have to do to to survive kind of thing yeah yeah it's hard to watch the the sheep mentality of people where they just they just follow the horde and whatever the crowd is doing they just think well that must be what i need to do because that's what everyone else is doing it's just such a that that it always brings me back to the matrix and that whole being plugged into the system <laughs> and then you when you in certain areas, you feel like you're unplugged and you're watching it. You know, you walk down that alcohol aisle and you're looking at it and you're going, what is this? Why, why are you all like this? Why are you doing this? There, you don't need to do this. Do some press-ups in the morning and you'll feel fine. You don't need to bury yourself in a bottle to, to get through what this is. This isn't even that bad. I mean, we're what? We're stuck in our homes. Is that really that <laughs> yeah. bad? There's yeah. no bombs being dropped you know you it's not like people in the prime of life are dropping dead all over the place inexplicably like everything's okay you don't yeah. need to go get messed up to get through it yeah we're doing this to actually make sure that we all do get out all right and it's like this is like the easy way out isn't it <laughs> kind of thing yeah strange yeah very strange but again yeah you know everyone's gonna handle things differently everyone's going to look at things differently. I, like you said, you got to, you just got to hold yourself to a certain standard. And that's what it really is about. You got to know what your standard is and what, what's, what your values are. And that's what you got to go off of. And I guess everyone's got to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- most definitely. Most definitely. And uh, was you going to bring anything else today? Yes. I think we kind of covered it on both ends for me. That's, that was the kind of stuff that I wanted to, to have a, a mention of either way i think we should finish with something a bit more light-hearted since that was all pretty heavy stuff you got anything yeah. a bit lighter to finish well, where, when does the next rick and morty come out because that's when it's all about that is what it's all about well, well, we had a half a season yeah so we've had we half a season i think it was may or something they were talking about the next one so okay. yeah the, I the, a lot of stuff gets held off now a lot of films are not being released when they yeah. should have and stuff like that yeah so, that's like uh, we might be waiting a bit longer. Yeah. But yeah, so I look forward to seeing their take on COVID-19. That'll be Oh, fun. yeah. 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 <laughs> and did Simpsons predict this? Uh, I've no doubt. No doubt. Don't they predict everything? Yeah, that's what I mean. 
it's so. yeah just the crystal ball for for all things so there yeah i guarantee they've done it so what are you yeah. doing positive then to to finish out the week so i tell you where I've, i'm not doing the classes or doing all the online stuff which was just kind of what we're doing at the minute the other place i just spent two other places i spend my time one is in the kitchen i'm either cooking or eating something or i'm in a hammock and they seem to be like three <laughs> places that I've just kind of switched between. I train and teach, uh, eat, and then I sit in a hammock. And that's just been my rinse and repeat to, to get me through things. Apparently, it's rain tomorrow. So I'm going to have to bring the hammock indoors and hang it from a door frame or something. Yeah, figure a way out. How about yourself? What's the, uh, what's the weekend looking like? What's the weekend like? Uh, well, it's the end of the school holidays. So the kids are back to uh, home homeschooling next week. So, What was um, it? Two weeks of Easter? Yeah, two weeks for Easter. So uh, we've allowed them uh, not to have to... We've allowed them a, a, a usual Easter uh, school holiday. Uh, so uh, tomorrow is uh, Friday. I'm I'm trying to not do much on a Friday as far as teaching and everything goes at the moment to try and get a bit of balance. I'm pushing everything to the start of the week with pre-recorded videos and everything else. Uh, so uh, tomorrow, I can't even think what we're planning to do. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an open uh, open book tomorrow. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, Lauren's doing a yoga course. Uh, so the girls and I, we're going to pop over the dojo on Saturday and uh, just do a little bit of work and tidy and everything there uh, for, for nice. when we're ready to come back. And then Sunday, depending on the weather, it don't really matter. We'll probably uh, all, all chill out uh, outside and, uh, you know, play in the garden and everything. Yeah, so. sounds good. I get the, the thing with this is you can choose to keep really, really busy. You can choose to do absolutely nothing. You can choose to be very productive. Uh, but it is all a choice about how you handle it. I guess that's the big takeaway from today's one, isn't it? It's, yeah. You, it's all a choice. So there's some things you can't control. We can't control this COVID-19 being here, but we can control what we do with our time and what we do with our energy and what we do with our intentions as we go through the days, weeks and months to follow. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. Well, always appreciate the time, as and uh, I, like, I like the idea of uh, recording our weekly catch up. If nothing more, uh, keeps a keeps a little record for ourselves as well. Exactly. If we are sharing it to anyone who is watching, we will probably put it somewhere on a YouTube thing uh, and on Apple Podcasts or something of the sort. As soon as we know, you'll know. And if there's a description box below this, we'll write something down in there as well. Cool. Peace out, dude. Have nice a nice one. weekend. I'll catch up with Boom, you. Boom, dude. See you then. Peace.